the rich young man did it when Jesus challenged him to give up his possessions and follow him. The apostles did it when Jesus was arrested in the Garden of Gethsemane on Holy Thursday night. Many of Jesus' other disciples did it at the very end of the Bread of Life discourse. That was the section of scripture we heard in our gospel today. The end of John chapter 6. After our Lord told them that he would nourish them with his own body and blood in the Holy Eucharist. As we heard a few moments ago, they found this teaching hard and difficult to accept. And what was the it that all these people did? They walked away from Jesus. They walked away from him physically. In the case of the apostles on Holy Thursday night, they probably ran away. But they also walked away from Jesus Christ in their hearts, which was even worse. What does it take for us to walk away from Jesus? Sometimes it doesn't take much, does it? I was reminded of this a couple of weeks ago when I was online on the Major League Baseball website, MLB.com, and I came across an article, a sad article, about Josh Hamilton, the outfielder for the Texas Rangers baseball team, who inspired so many of us a year ago, the night before the All-Star Game, during the Home Run Derby contest. He put on an incredible display there. But he inspired so many of us, even more importantly, with the way he had turned his personal life around. That made big news last year, and it was great to hear. For those who might not know the story back in 1999, 10 years ago now, Josh Hamilton was the number one draft pick of the then Tampa Bay Devil Rays. That's the team that has gotten an exorcism, I guess, and now they're just the Tampa Bay Rays, but back then they were the Devil Rays. He was the number one draft pick. He went to their farm system. He began to party a bit too much. He soon became addicted to alcohol and cocaine. He, got, he went in and out of rehab several times. A lot, of, a lot of the pundits thought that his professional baseball career, which had seemed so promising at one time, was now over. What saved him, literally, was his faith in Jesus Christ. As his wife Katie said last year during her husband's all-star season, she said, just watching the transformation that God has made in Josh's life. I mean, it's just been so awesome and such a gift from the Lord to see what God has done in him. Then came that night last January out in Arizona, which was the subject of the MLB article I read online the other day. Apparently, Josh was at a sports training facility for the month. There's a very high-tech facility out there that a lot of major league players go to to work out intensely before spring training begins. So he was out there for that purpose, away from his family, away from his church, away from all his spiritual supports. And he was doing fine until he decided one evening to have a drink with dinner. That's a fatal mistake, 
for an alcoholic. Well, a dozen or so drinks later, Josh was doing things in the bar that he definitely should not have been doing, much of which was captured by a photographer who recently posted these pictures on the internet. Right? That's where everything ends up nowadays. Be good, because if not, it ends up on the internet at some point, especially if you're a public figure. To his credit, Josh admitted his wrongdoing to his wife the very next day. He also called the general manager of the Texas Rangers to tell him what had happened. He wanted to be right up front and honest about it. And he says that he hasn't had a drink since. He was quoted in this article as saying, Obviously, I'm embarrassed about it personally. For the Rangers, I'm embarrassed about it, and for my wife and my kids. Obviously, it was one of those things that reinforced that I can't have alcohol. I feel like I've been humbled. I got away from the one thing that kept me on the straight and narrow, and that was my relationship with the Lord. That should always come first. Hopefully, some good will come out of this. I mention this today, my brothers and sisters, because for Josh Hamilton, all it took was a few days without prayer and one little drink at an Arizona bar to get him to walk away from Jesus Christ. For the rich young man, all it took was a personal challenge from Jesus about his materialism, and he walked away. For the crowds in John chapter 6, all it took was a challenging sermon from Jesus on the reality of the Holy Eucharist, and so many of them walked away. For us, all it might take is a temptation to go somewhere we shouldn't go on the Internet. All it might take is a little peer pressure from friends or co-workers or even family members. Pressure to do things contrary to the teachings of our Catholic faith. For the Israelites back in the Old Testament, for the Israelites in the Promised Land, all it usually took for them to walk away from God the Father was a little temptation to idolatry. Even after they committed themselves to the Lord publicly and sincerely, as we heard them do in today's first reading, when they said to Joshua, Far be it from us to forsake the Lord for the service of other gods. We also will serve the Lord, for he is our God. And they did, until the next big temptation came their way. See, even if our faith is relatively strong, walking away from Jesus can happen. And it can happen in an instant. Jesus says to Peter in today's Gospel, Do you also want to leave? In other words, Peter, do you want to walk away like the rest of these people who were following me up until now? And Peter, God bless him, speaking for the whole apostolic group, replies with those powerful words, and I think of these words often. When I'm having a spiritual struggle, these words of Peter always come to mind. Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of everlasting life. Peter didn't completely understand, I'm sure, the teaching Jesus had just given on the Holy Eucharist. But he knew that if Jesus said it, even though he didn't understand it, it had to be true. He had faith in our Lord. God bless him. And that was great. 
But notice, that did not keep him from walking away later on. It's extremely easy, as we all know, with the temptations of the world, to walk away. And very often, it's just as hard to come back because it requires the virtue, the very important virtue of humility. As it says in paragraph 1450 of the Catechism, penance requires the sinner to endure all things willingly, to be contrite of heart, to confess with his lips, to practice complete humility and fruitful satisfaction. If we've missed Sunday or Holy Day Masses without good reason, if we have harbored hatred for another person, anybody, a neighbor, a co-worker, a family member, if we have committed some serious sin of the flesh or some other mortal sin, today is a day for us to pray for that grace, that virtue of humility, to pray and ask God to give us a humble heart. But even if we've only walked away from Jesus in small ways, we should pray for that same grace of humility so that we learn to make confession, that's very important sacrament, an integral part of our spiritual life, and so that we don't slip into something more serious. The good news is Peter and all the other apostles, with the exception of Judas, eventually came back to Jesus after they walked away. Josh Hamilton, God bless him, came back to Jesus in January after he walked away. Hopefully, some of the people who heard the Bread of Life discourse 2,000 years ago eventually had a change of heart and came back to Jesus after they walked away. May we all have the good sense and the humility to do the same thing whenever we need to, whenever we walk away, by making a good, honest, humble confession. For us as Catholics, the Sacrament of Reconciliation is a great gift. So many of us fail to appreciate it. It's a gift from the Lord to bring us back to Him, even if we've been away for a very long time. And if you need any further encouragement to go to confession regularly, remember this, and I'll conclude with this thought. A saint is not someone who never walked away from Jesus Christ in his life. Just ask Peter about that. In fact, some of the men and women who are now canonized saints in the church walked away from Jesus Christ many times. But every saint came back to Jesus Christ one more time than he walked away. And that means there is hope for all of us.